All right, guys. Three bucks. One day. One day same tree. Same tree. Oh my God. I'm so Woo! Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Get a shot of these. Two farms this year. Number one is done. Did you say bye, Kevin? I did. I already did. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Smoke it, Look at that. You destroyed it. Joey takes the shop is closing up. Make sure he takes all his right handlers. All right, guys. Welcome to the Deer Shop Podcast, episode 30. Uh, brought to you by Simon Brothers Outdoors and the Leaky Jumbo Company. As always, please leave a review, comment, um, whatever app you're listening on. Um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, it really helps us out. Um, today, we are talking about all things shed hunting. Um it's mid-February here. It's the very beginning of what we would call shed season, even though a lot of people have been out and finding bone. Um, if you've ever watched our podcast on YouTube, which would be the best way to listen or watch to this one, you've seen our shed wall back here behind me. Um, we got a bunch of them pulled down right now. Uh, this is only just a small piece of our collection. I got sheds spread out through. There's, there's some at other people's houses and all over the place there's sheds. But um, this is the bulk of our collection from either this farm or like public land, I would say. Or sheds that mean something to us. Um, and we're doing a shed hunting podcast today because we got a snowstorm last night. Yeah, so. I would be, I would probably be out looking if it wasn't for that snowstorm, but there's no way we can shed hunt right now. So it's a perfect day to record a couple podcasts. And we're going to talk about our strategies for finding these sheds on our small pieces of property. And yeah. there's definitely something that, gets, that we're going to talk about that doesn't get talked about a lot with shed hunting. And I'll hit on that when we when the time comes. This is going to be another one of those podcasts where you're going to listen to me talk a lot. Um, yeah. Because out of all the stuff we do, out of everything that we do here at Simon Bears Outdoors with our friends and everything, this is the only thing where it's, I'm the best at it. <laughs> like, I'm not the best deer hunter. <laughs> he like, is the best at shed hunting. Not the best turkey hunter. Maybe maybe the second best, but definitely not the best turkey hunter. Uh, I think Dylan might get close to both of those titles. But I am the best shed hunter. So one thing I'm good at. So... I'm going to do a lot of the talking, but... And for um, the people listening around the table, it's Caleb, Ethan. We're joined by Dylan, and then myself, Isaac, is here. Isaiah. Just because uh, if they're listening, they can't see us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get right into the meat and potatoes of um, tips and strategies and stuff at first, and then we'll kind of break down and talk about some of our history with it. But, uh, you know, shed hunting has definitely gained popularity here in the Midwest in the last 10 years or so, I'd say, um, Maybe even a little bit longer now. You go back a little bit farther, you know, people would pick up antlers mostly when they're turkey hunting or farming, you know, get out of the fields and stuff. End up in a tire. Um, yeah, it wasn't something that people focused on. It was kind of a bigger deal out west. Uh, I know a lot of people shed hunt, were shed hunting out west before they were over on this side of the country because uh, antler had value. And, and they still have a lot yeah. of value. I, I think a full-grown 6x6 six six elk antler is worth like 100 bucks. Yeah, and back in the day, I mean, guys were picking, you know, it, this kind of went back to when trapping was still a big thing too. I mean, antlers were valuable, and th there wasn't as much of a – what's the word i'm looking for like you know we're, we're history building here and these are personal to us out west guys are just picking them up selling Sell them it was off. a big market um there's all these ranches and ranges and it became so involved that they started having regulations so shed seasons. hunting is yeah shed hunting's regulated yeah, out there's west shed hunting seasons out there with rules and, and time of year and, and, and some of the places we hunt i'm not sure of the states we're not allowed to pick them up when we're hunting because <coughs> it's not in the shed hunting season i'm picking yeah. them up you would be, yeah. You would be more. <laughs> well, we had to look up. Dylan found that elk shed in Montana this year. We had to look up whether it was legal or not for us to. I just wasn't going to tell anyone. Yes, yeah, so like. Well, that was a cool antler. 
Right. Yeah. So when it comes to shed hunting, this is something that we're doing all times of year. Um, obviously, there's I'm talking about shed season here in Ohio. It's not an official season, but when the antlers start falling off, you got two months before the squirrels get to them and they start to ruin them. Sometimes. Yeah, it, we'll talk about that a little bit. But they have found a bunch of sheds out west. Isaac and Dylan have. Isaac's found a couple, couple elk and a moose. Found three Elk sheds, a moose shed, and then quite a few mule deer antlers. Just nothing big little, on the mule yeah, deer side. Guys. Yeah, we don't actually. We actually don't nothing have nothing to save. I think I brought one home because it wasn't right. chalky and it got I threw thrown to out. the dogs or something. I don't. Uh, you know, we used to always pick. We used to pick up every antler we find. Now I don't pick up chalk anymore. Um, if they're chalky, if they're super tore yeah. up, you just leave them. We've we've started to leave the chalk. I have a box of chalk in my house. I don't know what I'm going to do with it probably throw them away because they they're not good for dogs there's literally zero use yeah there's nothing they're they're ugly there's no use for dogs it's they're just there's no point in having them so i should give them back to the squirrels donate them back to to nature give give them something to chew on instead of new ones yeah um i have written down here the two types of shed hunting there's actually three um that i utilize um the first one we want to talk about is the sprint and we do this a lot as a group it's good for groups and it's kind of the way you have to do it when you have multiple guys the sprint is we have an hour or two or even maybe more but we got to check a couple different farms or we got to check a couple different areas so we're just going to go out there and everyone just kind of bombs into the woods together follows trails and goes to all the obvious spots yeah and we take two or three guys and we kind of Walk through the woods following each other, so it's, sometimes you're not in the best spot to look for the most antlers because you're trying to stay in a group. Yeah, and, just and you're, you're literally meandering woods. every trail, and sometimes walking across the at, field. Though. Yeah, like we, in the and most we find random spots ever. We find lots that way. Yeah, and we find a lot of sheds. But it that makes way. you think too, is when you're not doing that during or when you're looking for sheds, but you're doing it during turkey season. You find it just in a weird spot. Yeah, probably what you should try doing when you're actually shed hunting. Yeah, yep. We I usually uh, stay to trails and stuff. Yep, we. We do this quite often. Uh, we have like our shed Monday rally days, days and stuff like that, where we just go farm to farm to farm and blast in and just hit all the the obvious spots or the spots where we have found sheds in the past, stuff like that. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Like, so you, you can throw a couple beers in your pocket, just walk. You bring a dog usually. You know, we'll have a dog with us and we'll just spend time in the woods. You know, you're marking stuff as you go, but it's not as detailed. You know, uh, you're not you're not you're not focused looking and you're not scouting. You're just kind of looking for antlers only. And then the second type I have is the focus, which that's probably the way we found the most. antlers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would say 50, 50. So the second one I want to talk about is the focused, the focus shed hunt is the one or two people. And it's usually me by myself. I, I do these on my days off. That's when I'm loading up the binoculars. I'm going by myself and I'm spending three to four hours at one farm and I'm going meticulously through the woods. You know, I'm walking trails, but I'm covering open areas. I'm using my binoculars. I'm doing the grid pattern and I'm spending a lot of time specifically looking for certain antlers. Um, I do this a lot, like during the weekdays uh, when I'm off work. It's he, how I he found just likes some to of these... wander around the woods by himself. Right. And I'll get to why we do it later, but it's, it's my scouting tool. So I don't, you know, when you have these private farms, you know, during late summer and during the deer season, we're not we're not going into our sanctuary areas, or we're not trying to blow certain areas out, or we're we're keeping pressure off certain farms. Even this time of year is when I all that goes away. It, it all goes away. I can get in there and find bed scrapes. I, I, I get my hunt stand map out. Is any other time mark, of the year, we're not doing that. Yeah, I mark everything. I do all my scouting during these focus shed hunts. Like I said, I'm usually alone. I got a backpack. I got water. I got snacks. I got my binoculars, and I'm just spending a ton of time in the woods. My phone is out constantly, not only tracking where I'm walking, but I'm writing down all the sign that I find so I can reference it 
you know, I have maps going back to 2019, 2018. So, so I can reference like, oh man. Do you do there's a separate, always, separate yeah, map for each year? Separate map for each year. So there's all, you know, I go back and you start looking at stuff late summer. It's like, wow, there's always a scrape here. Or there's always, you know, oh, I, I've marked this trail crossing three times, but I've never hunted near it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should start, maybe you should check that trail crossing. You know, that kind of stuff happens a lot. Uh, when I'm doing these photos. And the use of that tool is fairly new, too, because you can yeah. track yourself, too. So you're like, oh, I've already looked here two weeks ago. I'll see if right. he, he shed recently. I can go back and look at the same spot. I like doing both styles, the sprint and the focused. Um, they, they each have their own applications. You know, it's, it, it just depends on the day. And the app you use, HuntStand, right? I use HuntStand, I use HuntStand and Onyx. I have them both. Um, I prefer HuntStand for using, for doing, like, my private land stuff around here. But when we go to big public land pieces out of state and stuff that's when i use onyx more yeah, the one thing about hunt stand i don't know why onyx doesn't do it i don't know why go hunt doesn't do it is all the different types of maps on yeah. hunt stand you can bring up there's like 12 13 different kinds of maps yeah i like black the, and, and white changes, topo different satellite versions that's the nice part i can get different <clears throat> satellite pictures and i know that there's going to be guys that are like app nerds are going to be like oh you can download this mm-hmm. or you can find it here or you got to use go hunt or one of these other ones but and i remember the huge thing on hunt stand is there was one app that was, I don't know if it was taken in just the right time of the fall, but all the oak trees were orange and all the other trees were right, so were green. And then you could only see it in that one hunt stand app. There's, and there, yeah, so it's, I think it's the, oh, I can't remember what the map box, I think it's the map box filter. A lot of the farms around here, the, the, um, the imagery was taken maybe in November, early December. So there's, no leaves on any trees but the oaks. For some reason, the oaks, the oaks are little are pumpkin longer. dots all over. So you mm-hmm. can find your oak trees and your and your conifers real easy with that. Um, but yeah, that so that's the focus. I, and I spend a lot of time doing that. You know, phone out and just gritting, and I'm filming myself. And I got a camera in my backpack and a there's, camera on my. Yeah, there's a million harness. YouTube videos of Caleb shot hunting out there. Yeah, finding nothing. Sometimes you do find the good ones though. The third one that I don't have written down, but I remembered when I saw Dylan sitting here is the driving because yeah. I've never found a road shed, but I found a bunch from tractors and side by sides. And I remember one day Dylan found one. It was almost turkey season, so it was April. Right here. Yeah, you're driving down the lane. Dylan's like, "Stop!" Jumps off the gator, <laughs> little four point side that we walked by hundreds. Yeah, of times. literally hundreds of times. But I found uh, so the one buck here, fat bastard. I found his one of his best sheds. This one right here from. The, I was driving the Gator with Dad. We were just out checking. I don't even know what we were doing, looking for mushrooms or something. And it was already like later in the spring, and I'd spent twenty days looking for it. Couldn't find it. Gave up on finding it. And it was wrapped around basically a bird feeder or one of Dad's birdhouses boxes mm-hmm. in some taller weeds. And I just happened to glance over while driving the side by side. I've and noticed. Found I, f- it. I find a lot in turkey season when it's green coming up, and you yep. get to see. Yeah, contrast that nice one you found. I don't know if it's here, but at uh, oh yeah, that we one it, that there. one's up top there. It's the yeah. farthest left. We one actually over there. saw that deer when we were shed hunting. That yep. he ran out, had both sides on. And then actually, with when it comes to fat bastard, I found his other side that year from the tractor. Mm-hmm. We were moving blinds for turkey season. We were getting ready to. So you found both of those turkey. late. Both of them were late, and I looked everywhere. And the one, the one that was in the grass, I could see why I couldn't find it. It blended in pretty good. The other one was just laying next to a log. And I was going to talk about that a little bit, where we find him during bedding. He, he had bedded next to a log, you know, a big blowdown on a ridgetop, and we walked by that one a ton. And I just happened to see it from the tractor when I was elevated. It was a spot that you don't really pay attention to. 
it's right where you shot your last three deer. Nice. Yeah, right where that blind is. Yeah, so I, you know, you don't pay attention to it because we hunt right by there, and it's right next to a trail. So I would just walk by all the time. But when I was up on the tractor, I happened to glance over it. I could look over this log, and bam, you know, there's a 60-inch side just sitting there. Hey, the last day of season, I was when I was hunting, I was glassing for sheds, too, oh, at the yeah. creek bottom. Yep. The whole time I was hunting, the la- you know, the last two weeks of season, I would glass the field mm-hmm. every time I got in the blind just to see if there was any. There was no gimme sheds this year out in the fields. Not yet. Not yet. Um, so those are the three types of shed hunts that we do. Um, like I said, the sprint, the focus, and the driving. Well, and you kind of do – so the focused one, sometimes you're searching for a specific buck that you know is in a specific area, like this year, and you haven't been I've able to it. find him. I've done it on two different farms. I've done massive focus searches. I've done four for the one buck. Uh, his shed's right here, the 10-point we were hunting late season. This is from last year. I've done four focused walks for this buck, haven't found him, and then I did – one or two, I can't remember if it's two, but at least one good one for the buck that Nick was hunting early season, the one Tyler wounded. But do we know if that buck's shed yet? Yeah, yeah we got confirmed. video. We have video of him in January shed with his leg completely fucked mm. up. So we know for a fact that he shed in January somewhere, somewhere. So I, and sure I did it. Like I said, I've done two focused walks. I think for his one was a serious, serious focused walk. Mm-hmm. A couple hours. I mean, I walked 10 feet, scan, 10 feet, scan the entire section of woods where he spent his time and I couldn't find him and really pissed me off. I thought I would. I ran into one cell camera the first time I've ever knowingly walked up on a cell camera on a property line. I might've been 20 yards over. Um, and I just happened to look up and there's a tagged cam right in my face. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's up? I was walking the border because that, that farm has, so someone might have a picture of me out there. Or it's dead because it's almost, it was February, so their their camera was probably dead. But they Half have two of our tree cameras stands. are dead, so I'm sure all of them I got to go get mine out. They have two tree stands. This particular property has two tree stands on our property, but they're. Facing theirs? Yeah, they're like they're like 10 feet onto our property by the maps and the markers, but they're facing their property. So it's not. It's one of them deals. That's just kind of. That's it's a name. very big that's farm. Neighbors. Yeah, it's a very big farm. I, we, me and Nick are going to go talk to him. Actually, it's Nick's farm. Nick we've all we've all killed deer on the property line. Yeah, I found a dead. I found two dead bucks this year doing the focus. Well, one one dead buck this year yeah. doing the focus walk. First one was the smell. Yeah, the first buck we went in, so that this deer that we are doing the focused walks for when Tyler wounded him, we started smelling a deer. About three weeks after Tyler wounded him, so we went in looking for his body and found a different dead buck on Lovely. the same farm. So the same farm has two dead bucks, but we did find one during a focus. You bring walk. those heads back yet? I cut them off <clears throat> and put them. I cut them off and put them by the pull off, and called the game warden and texted the game warden, and then finally got a reply back from the game warden that he's going to send the tags, but they have not arrived in the mail yet, so they are still on the farm because I don't want to go. Because there is a weird rule in Ohio where you need a salvage tag for a dead head. Yeah. Even if it's been dead for 10 years. Technically, yeah. Technically. So every head that we have up in the garage, most of them nowadays have <coughs> tags somewhere for them. Yeah, there are some old ones that don't, but most of them do. Yeah, so if you're listening, Eric, thank you for the tags. Please don't come arrest me for a 20-year-old deadhead that's yeah. rotting in the <laughs> I'm garage. not sure how that works because we got West Virginia heads. we got all sorts of heads. Yeah, you just yeah, – uh, The one last thing you didn't talk about when finding sheds would be cell cams. There has been some instances where we found sheds yeah, so via we, cell cam. Right, so we uh, – late season baiting, heavy late season baiting, we have had tri- we've had antlers fall off. And I don't know piles. if that's on your list, but that's what I was going to bring up. I was going uh, so the next thing I was going to transition to from our three types of shed hunting is where we do it, um, food trails and bedding, and you know, 
We find the majority of our sheds, I would say, on food, either bait, food plots, or crop fields, just out in the open. Yeah. We if find if a lot. we are baiting late season, we have a much higher success rate in finding sheds. Except for this year, not. for some reason. Because there's no bucks. We yeah. did a lot of baiting no this year and haven't found a lot of sheds yet. <coughs> there's no bucks, I guess. There's years we don't do any baiting, and it kind of hurts our shed hunting. There's years we do a lot of baiting. Yeah, find a lot of sheds. Well, if there's no deer there in late season, there simply won't be any sheds. Just like if there's a lot of pressure in the woods late yep. season, there's not going to be as many sheds because those deer weren't hanging out there when they shed their antlers. Yeah. We so this year though we changed up our baiting a little bit. We used to we used to centrally bait so that we could basically have the deer centered in our property and we could hunt the and we could like sneak in on our setups. This year the way the deer were naturally moving late season, they were using this this green hay field. So I had to we used our bait around that green hay field, which is actually a farm over from our main farm and it didn't center the deer at all on our property, so we didn't have a lot of buck action late yeah, season and on, on our, our property. our south property, due to when we did the drone podcast, we flew the drone up. There's just no deer. No, right? there was some does. No deer fringes. hanging out on our south property all late season. Because we had beans that died. Yeah. We had bean fields that got accidentally sprayed. Huge conspiracy theory in northeast Ohio this year. Yeah, a lot of bean fields got sprayed with the wrong. Yeah, nerds, if, you wanna, if you're paying attention. <laughs> a lot of bean fields got sprayed with the wrong spray. It wasn't just our farmer. It was lots of different farmers. So our bean fields died in August, and we had no crops on the yeah, south so side. We just had a couple food time. plots, and we had some good bucks, but they weren't using it for feeding. They were just chasing does through some mm-hmm. of our thicker areas. And it didn't hold a lot of deer. And late season, when that drove, like you said, when that drove was up, it was pretty wasteful. Yeah, so we might do a couple walks over there, but there's there's no real point in shed hunting on, on yeah. the south side because nope. we know there it's was not, no bucks it's there. It's not super thick over there, is it? Well, we south, got, like, south, sur- yeah. yeah. He, so that, you know, Bird's Nest was using our real thick bedding behind the lake, you know, right there by mm-hmm. the lake. And then he'd cut through and head south of ours, and there was some thick bedding back there. Yeah. Those are the two spots we were getting him a lot in, in between there. But Oh, I'm thinking north, never mind. Um, yeah. There is not much. That's what I'm saying. North side, there's not much thick besides up here close to the I road. don't know why I was Yeah, thinking. the north side is more of the open, flat woods, which I was going to talk about here. Um, I find a lot of sheds. We talked about food. And we can hit that a little bit more if you want, but, I mean, it's pretty simple. Where the deer eat, they drop an antler, and it's yeah. usually out in the open. Yeah. Trails, I do find a ton of sheds on trails leading from the, and this is very basic stuff, but people overthink it. They're walking around the woods, not focusing on where they need to to find these sheds. Trails leading from the bedding to the food, somewhere where there is an obstacle, I find a lot of sheds. Mm-hmm. Creek somewhere crossings. You know what's crazy? I've never found one like that. I, I, I found, don't know, and I look. This Fence that, rows, creeks. The gimp right here, I found his shed hanging from a bush on the other side of a creek where he hopped a creek, yeah. popped his shed antler off, and it landed in a bush. It was my only hanger. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, we I find him on creek crossings. Um, the mo- heavy, most of the sheds I found probably weren't in their beds. Up and down trails. So, yeah. like, when you're going up and down hills, <clears throat> if you're going, it, there's an elevation change. The deer has to contort its body, and the buckle loses antlers when he hits the dip or crest the top you know mm-hmm. uh, i find a lot of trails or, or sheds right off the trails that way the third one i have written down which is very obvious it's bedding but it wouldn't i, I want to touch on how it's not the bedding that you think it would be everyone thinks super thicket got to crawl around in my hands and knees and get thorned up that's where i'm going to find the big buck sheds because he's hiding these thickets i have found some big buck sheds that way i've only ever found one shed doing that and it's a senior shed it's probably up yep. there and it was actually my dog that found it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in some super thick stuff. The rest of the stuff, it's more around that super thick stuff where the deer are hiding and they're kind of using the thick stuff as a barrier. I've, right. So I've that's found what a I lot of, dude, on. any little knob, yeah. like in yeah. the middle of the woods, little yep. knob where they have, whichever way the wind is, 
a good easy out for them. Maybe a thick side on one one side, but it's just for some they use reason that as a barrier. You always see just beds on top of these knobs. You could tell they're they're big. And I you know I find the majority of mine in beds that are up against trees or down logs in open woods. So mm-hmm. we have a ton of open wood bedding in this area of Ohio or open bluff bedding. You have thick bottoms with an open top. Right at the ridge top, there's going to be a tree blown down. The deer are going to have their back up against it. I find so many sheds laying in spots like that just in the open woods. But then once you pick it up and sit there and look around, you're like, well, it makes sense why he's here. Well, yeah, and we – so I know I'm going to keep bringing up the drone because we learned a lot just from flying that drone a few times. All those deer we were seeing bedded during the day, we're kind of in the open. Yeah. None of them were in super thick areas. Nope. They're nope. not we, under some big bush or some falling down tree or anything like we that. We went to the thick areas right off the rip and didn't find no any. Deer. And then we started finding them more in the it, open It seemed areas. like the deer were like 50, 100 yards away from that thick stuff. And this, the snow on the ground right here is nice because in two days we can walk around and see, see all the every beds. Bed. And that's important to go and start marking beds. Um, I love looking in those big open woods where I know that a buck has been spending time because if you you can hit enough beds, you're going to find one of his antlers usually. I don't find a ton of sets together here in Ohio. So a lot I know when you see them on social media, you see them online, these beautiful match sets. I find a lot of match sets, but they're usually a couple hundred yards yeah. apart. The only match that I found laying on top of each other was a small eight point years and years ago. I don't know if we still have them or not, but it was just a small matched eight. They were literally sitting on top of each other. And every other match that I found have been either 50 yeah. to 250 yards right. away. I've only found I remember the big eight-point set you found was probably 50, 50 yards, yards apart. Yeah, I did find no brows, the deer that got killed by Saffle, the neighbor, a mm-hmm. um, couple couple farms over. Mm-hmm. I did find those match sets were like three feet apart. They were, they were laying like perfectly like you would see a Yeah, match the only set. match that I ever found laying next to each other was Southern Ohio gun season. I came up over a hill. I mean, shed, you know, January, this is gun season the next year. Yeah, yeah so the whole were year perfect, perfect, though. I mean, they're a little white faded, but they're laying just touching tips, basically. Yeah. Um, First time. That brings up a, a memory, a shed hunting memory. A couple of years ago, I was on a satellite farm of ours. It's a, it's a spot. It's one of Nick and Tyler's, like, secondary farms that I shed hunt. And I found, I didn't find a match set, but I found seven sheds mm-hmm. off seven different bucks, all within, like, a one acre area small maybe a little bit less like there was a small spot it was open woods it was it was open woods but there was a lot of thick areas around it but none of the sheds were in the thick areas and i it must be where a bachelor group of bucks was just bedding before going out to eat you know yeah late and you gotta season. think late season so deep. many different bucks were shed within uh, there's a picture of me holding all the bases together like yeah. so we, we call these deer yarding in the late season yeah. they all getting into big groups and big herds and they they don't really move far they just go from their bedding area to food to bedding to food so if you could find one shed it's pretty good to look around that same area for other sheds, not even from the same buck, but from different different deer. Yeah, if I find one, if I find a good shed, I always do a real good look around the you know the surrounding area for its match. Like I said, we find them. We usually find them a couple hundred yards apart. Um, for example, the buck Isaac shot this year, North Side Nine. I found his match set last year, but they were I think they were like three hundred and sixty yards apart. Did you find both of these? Yeah, and I found the shed. Off the ten point. Off the ten in the same field. In the same field. So, so all one three of the these sheds. No, one of those was in a field with the ten point sheds. Like right I mean, they were in the same spot basically. I picked up your buck first and then he found the ten point later. Um they were just sitting there, open field. Uh it was alfalfa, I think, or for there was uh it was winter wheat that was popping up, green winter wheat. So this was my buck last year and he's as he sits right here, he's probably what, hundred and eight, ten. Yeah, he inches. put on maybe, like, maybe he put on twelve yeah. thirty plus inches. Yeah. 
Uh, his other series. shed, though, was 360 yards away in the open open woods bedding. <coughs> it was up against a um, a log in and the a, open woods. And a small disclaimer for everybody that's probably huffing and huffing at home. It is our best guess sometimes about these deer and these sheds. Yeah, yeah. If this was my buck from this year, it's our best guess that it was due to this G3 right here. Just the shape of it, the way this antler works. If you look, if you compare it to my buck that I shot this year, it's and got the, the same exact shape. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of times it's our best guess, but it's our it's our best educated guess. There's only been a few times where it's been a guaranteed same. It is deer. sometimes hard to tell eight point mainframe eight. So mm-hmm. yeah. there's so yeah, many of th- them. This one just right here. This yeah. looks so. Oh yeah. Well, but he, he this side was it this side he had the inside yeah kicker? it was this point right here this this point laid just, over just laid and over. the range so like where you found that shed where I found the shed from last year you watched him and we've talked about this in at that same length. field you watched him opening day last year opening day this year he was in that field a lot I mean it, he was it's pretty easy to put that puzzle piece together yeah um, and then I found we actually I only found one side but we have the match set to my buck from 2021 dad's buck. Dad found one side where the buck crossed the road. He he, jumped, he went across across the road, popped his antler off in the ditch, basically. It yeah, was only, the shed was ten feet from the road. Yeah, ten <laughs> feet from the road. And then I found his other one, also not far from the road. They were probably two hundred yards apart, but both sheds were within. You could see the road from mm-hmm. where we found both sheds. So he was that was a deer that was bedding kind of close late season. Um, and a lot of times when we find these sheds, we know right away because we get to know these deer from looking at yep. countless videos, countless uh-huh, pictures, yeah. countless things. And then his buddy, I found his buddy that he was running around with that year. I found it this year, two years later. This this shed right here, shed right here, sat in the woods for two years, and I walked by it a bunch. And so did Ernie. The best part was it was ten feet from Ernie's tree stand, just sitting there. <laughs> so moving on, since we're talking about the mouses, mice, mice, mouses, meese, meese. Some it's a, it's a weird thing. Sometimes these sheds can sit in the woods for five years and not get touched, and then sometimes they're chewed on. Within weeks or days. So the West Virginia sheds on the wall over there, you won't be able to see them in the video. Those are those are two, three months old. Yeah, two, two, three months old. They're every tip is missing and every tip is chewed and they're they're in good shape, but they're they're pretty chewed on. And, and those set in the woods for three months. The set that I found from the freak of an eight point. Yeah. So we found those. I think it was in March. So those were on the ground for less than a month. And, yeah, a month or two. And the whole one main beam's already chewed off on it. And these are this was giant deer. This was a hundred and seventy inch eight point. And then this one spent seven hundred days in the woods, <laughs> and it has just a little chewing on the B on the G two. That's it. Like everything else is pristine. Yeah. So seven hundred days. It, it in the is woods. interesting. Yeah. Sometime we need to put a shed out and put a long term trail camera on to see what's eating these. Uh, our Jarakis, Alex has been asking me to do this for years. Because a lot of people for years. A lot of there's no reason why we shouldn't. Why, why shouldn't we? A lot of people say it's squirrels, but is it a fox squirrels? Chipmunk? Is it mice? Does it? I think does a coyote come and try to take it? They do say coyotes will move them. And I do think tied to I think a lot of it is mice. Yeah, I think if, if I it's in guess. a spot with a lot of mice or chipmunks, I don't think a freaking fox squirrel is going around chewing on these things. And and I also wonder if it sits there for so long, do they lose interest in it because it loses its yeah, value? It chalk out like yeah. this one's or a little like bit chalk. The nutrients in the shed itself, right. so it's fresh ones that get chewed on. The old ones, if they didn't find them in time, they're well, like, nope. I don't want to mess with that. And so here's another conversation. The moose, the moose shed behind Ethan, if you want to grab it right there. So that shed was sitting face it was sitting face down like this. Yeah, like that. It was sitting like this. Like that. So this was to the sun. This bottom, you could still see it was bloody still. So yeah. this thing came off super fresh. I found it in May. So I'm not sure when it came off, but there was still blood it on the stank. base. And it's it was stinky from the blood on there. But Bullet. it's already chewed off. 
So this thing could have been on the ground for maybe a week. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when moose actually shed. There was a lot of squirrels in that spot you found this. And there was a lot. Because I was feeding them by hand. There was a lot of moose signs. So you could bored. tell people it's a whitetail shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whitetail shed. But that was found, you know, in Montana. Sweet. You know, the, part, the funny thing was we never saw a moose when we no, were out We there. didn't see anything. That's a story for another day. <laughs> we found we didn't so see a living much, bean. But we found boomerang. so much elk, moose, and bear shit. Everywhere. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that's a story for another day. Uh, coming up soon, though. Yeah, coming up very soon. So why is it important? Why, why is shed hunting important? Well, for one, building history <clears throat> with deer is our number one thing that we enjoy doing here in our home farm. That's what we like to do. We like to tell Caleb's story. number one thing. Yeah, my number one thing. Building history. Like, I enjoy building history with these deer, watching them for years. Um, when you have a ground of your own or even public land that you spend a lot of time on, you get to know these deer. It's just cool to figure out the puzzle piece. You know, I have... It's cool to have the shed and thousands of trail camera videos and five in-person encounters and then finally kill the deer. Like, that yeah, is that is, cool. that is a, just a feeling it's that's undescribable goal. in the woods. Yeah. Um, and I know it, it's not as cool to have the sheds from a buck, but we have several bucks up here, Fat Bastard, I don't know, some, the 13 the, point, where we have multiple, multiple sheds of them. We never got to shoot them. We never had a chance to kill them. We don't right. know what happened to them, but we still have some history from them. Yeah, and I got a list. At the end of the podcast, we'll go through the list of all the deer that we know. I think a lot of my problem with, with finding sheds that deer I'm after is they don't, they winter different places, can't get permission yeah. there. It's across yeah. the street somewhere. Someone hunts, and I lose a lot of deer like that. So my shed, it, or where I hunt, my sheds are very limited, it seems like, yeah. to and what deer there are, even that, if I feed late season. And that goes with the deer. You know, each individual deer has its own style of mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. There are ones that are similar. We have bucks that are very similar to deer that came before them. But, you know, for the most part, every deer has its own unique range. And, you know, and, and that's just because, like, we, like Fat Bastard, for example, we never we had one velvet picture of this deer over a three-year period, but we have six, or we found four sheds. He was always on our, yeah. our property late, so that brings never, up, never early, you know. That brings up something you might have to think about. Do we have any sheds from the bucks that we've killed early? So bigger bucks that we've killed early. Do we have any sheds from any of those deer? Because, like, my last two deer were both killed gun season or post-gun season. We have a couple sheds from each one. But I don't know about early season deer. Cause when was the last time we killed an early season buck? Uh, the, the earliest deer would be Luke's. We don't have any sheds from Luke's buck this year. We don't year. even know what buck he was. Yeah, so we, we, we kind of have an idea. The other day. We have an idea, but we don't. We saw yeah. So... And hook, not really. No. Hook, we had no sheds from. Yeah, and that we chased that deer for four years, countless encounters, shot him twice. Blah 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 blah. Everyone knows the story. No, no sheds. sheds. I no. and I spent. I wore out ten pairs of boots looking over that four-year period looking for his sheds. Never found one. Mm-hmm. A guy we know did find one. I'm not exactly sure where he found it. It was south of us. Yeah, not close. And then then it, he lost it or gave it away or something. So he don't. He didn't even have it anymore, which is mm-hmm. kind of sad. But. And senior, we found a couple sheds from him, but he never really seemed to hang out late season. No, I mean we did get some pictures of him late season. Unfortunately, he died early in October, yeah. the year that he got killed by the neighbor. We had four sets, or we had four sheds off of him, three or four. Three I'm excited least. to get after that tall eight. He's oh, yeah. still around. Yep. Have he, you, he you was, haven't? Have you gone and looked for sheds any? No, he was holding a week and a half two weeks ago, and then I got a picture of it. It might have been him. It was yesterday. And it was a buck with both sides, but it was blurry, it was snowy, and I can't tell if it's him. I don't think it is. My but another there. buck that's still holding both sides. I think I'm going to give it till end of February and really go in there because there's no one else shut on that area. Yeah. Um, yeah, when was the last time we had a buck with antlers on, on camera? 
Uh, I've gotten a few small. I got a few ones, in the south side. Small few, guys. Few small ones, but n- the 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 one that we're after, the big shooters or the big <clears throat> mature deer, it doesn't seem like they are they holding anymore. Disappear. Um, and where they shed is a mystery. When bucks shed in January, which you know we have bucks to shed in January, kind of quite often. Physically finding those sheds is kind of important because it tells you exactly where that deer was either bedding or traveling and it's still during season. season. Yeah. So you got to mark that down for the future because that that is some evidence that is that is big. It's a lot different than a shed that a buck that sheds in March. Yeah, right. Who who cares where that deer is in March? Yes, exactly. Because and, and especially when it comes to hunting, because for the first half of the season, the the, the food and the tree cover is completely different than what mm-hmm. it is in March. So. Uh, and exercise. Honestly, being able to get in the woods and walk three or four miles every day is huge this time of year. Especially otherwise, in we're going to be doing with nothing. our packs on 100 pounds. Yeah. We d- I did a lot of training for the bear hunt by shed hunting last year. That not going on a bear hunt this year is going <clears> to <throat> screw me because I was training hard for that last year. Are you training hard right now? Yeah, but harder. Yeah, yeah, not as hard. I'm, as right, I, I'm, I was training hard this time of year too, and I'm not right now. <laughs> Uh, at all and like you know we talked about the building history and stuff it's to me it's pretty cool and i could tell you stories about every single one of these antlers there's more than we could even go through in this podcast you guys would get real bored if i started walking through. so if anybody has any ideas on how to tag these antlers where it doesn't look gaudy where we can kind of label them that would be nice yeah we kind of is eventually going to forget what maybe he he does sometimes pick up an antler and go i'm not sure i don't remember what this antler is from and then he also so it'd be nice. There'd be a nice way to tag these without looking gaudy to figure out what year we found them, what buck they were from. Yeah. And then the opposite side, he also gets a picture. And he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, there's uh his left side from two years ago <laughs> yeah, and, and his I right have, side from three years I ago." No and then we got a match set. It's right here because there's 15 years of antlers from five different properties up here and a couple different states. Yeah, I found sheds now in three states. You've probably found the same. Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. I got four. I got Idaho, Nebraska, Montana. And Ohio. Yeah, I Ohio. have Ohio, PA. Found a dink little shitty Did one. Did we find any sheds it. in Utah? I no. found. Uh, maybe. I think we found one chalked up. Yeah, but where we hunt in Utah, they're not there in the wintertime. No. It's, it's a little different out west because the, sometimes the migration happens. We didn't find any mule deer sheds in Montana this year, did we? I don't know. We found a couple in Nebraska. No, but you found a big elk. Shed. I know, but I don't. I don't remember finding any mule deer sheds. I don't think. No. Is that the only shed you've ever found? This is the only <laughs> shed. I only found one shed. One. This one right here, and it's laying wow. in the open field. So like, I suck at shedding. You know, I found a shed one time behind mom and dad's. I was walking. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was walking down this lane, and I go. I was going to go shed hunt down. I was young, in this old or this uh coonhound i heard something running around looking around like what the hell this coonhound comes running up out of the bottom up in the hill he's got a giant eight point side in his mouth running around with it i'm like (laughs) and there's no one around and i'm like grabbed it no i have it at at home still dude giant i mean i he was probably 150 one i mean 155 for an eight and he was just a mega and i'm like i can't believe that and i took it and he ran ran away (laughs) I don't know how he had it, how he found it. Yeah, and that, so the one elk shed back there, the one bigger one, I found that in the dark, actually, with a headlamp. I, I, and I was videotaping when I found it, too. I found I a match set in, at when it was dark with my dad. We were in southern Ohio going to put a climber up. It's going up a tree, and it was real windy and rainy. I looked down, and there's a match set laying right there. I've always talked about going shed hunting at night because 
Thermal. I, it focuses you. Thermal. Well, that, and that's the thing. I I uh, I think it's easier to track deer blood trail at night. Oh, because, 100%. because once you're on that track, you're using your light and you're staying right in front of you. When it's daylight out, you're looking around too much. Mm-hmm. You're just fucking looking around too much. And that's the way it is with shed hunting. If I want, if there were some certain trails and stuff that I wanted to really, really focus on and not get distracted, going at night and looking down would be the way. I want to try an experiment. Yeah. Because we encountered that in Montana this year when we were tracking Dylan's mule deer. <laughs> So he shot this mule deer, perfect shot, bleeding like crazy. But we could not stay on the blood trail. Couldn't see it. It was like, because there was too. It was an overload of our senses because we're up in the mountains and the yeah. desert and shit. I think at night it probably would have been a lot easier. Well, that, that always the, happens. The on color of the ground, like the sand and the dirt and the rock, it just it was like I couldn't believe. Even though it. you he only ring the deer, and he was fifty like yards. Crazy. So yeah, we'll have to try an experiment. I I, I wonder if how if thermals would work. If you were to go out at night, because they they hold heat after you know a sunny day, yeah, go out I mean, right after you'd dark. Have to have the perfect conditions. <clears throat> yeah, but I wonder if it'd work if you'd see them. If you'd, because I know when we were looking for my buck the one night, uh, Cassock had his thermal. I was just scanning to see if I could find a body, and there's the rock. I mean the rocks. No, you can. We never found them that night, but you could just the rocks that were holding heat all night. Yeah. I mean, just they were glowing. I do want to use Isaac's drone to do some shed hunting. Um, this is here we go with drones again. Yeah, drone, drone, we could, drone, drone. We, we could go shed hunt fields that we don't theoretically. We could go shed hunt fields we don't have permission for. Just fly the drone ten feet off the ground and grid search it. You know, on property that we're not allowed to be on. Would, we wouldn't be able to go and get the shed. Go in it. We could go and ask, but yeah, but we could ask or legal. whatever. I'll go in at night. Yeah, we know you would. <laughs> Shed's a shed. But I mean, we're gonna have to do that for the big for the ten point sheds because I can't find them. You think he could, God, be, you could be in? You think he make could a mark up there? Make a mark on the. Yeah, sorry. He said he said a property. Do you think he could Motherf- be? Yeah, he could he be. Hundred percent. He one hundred percent could be in there. Hundred percent. Um, my favorite shed story is the shed at the end of the bar. There, freak daddy. This is the biggest shed I ever found. Eighty-two and four eighths. Um, I was looking for it, but I didn't think I was gonna find it. It was it was a dream to find it because he did not spend the majority of his time on our property. We've had that. We've done the whole Freak Daddy podcast, so we've talked about yeah, how we had you, you one encounter that like year, this. and there was other guys that had him way more frequently on camera. And I just got lucky. I found him on the neighbors where I was allowed to be in a bottom swamp, walking a trail in, in some bulrushes, and they were just what? he just laying right there. What a weird deer because he did not rub nope. anything off. So his his obviously. Well, look at the inside where Dylan's thumb is, though. Yeah, he yeah, rubbed he rubbed up top. Maybe of it. it's just because of the way his antlers were shaped. <laughs> Yeah, because he he's like prickly be. down here, and then a little bit rubbed off down. here. Yeah, because all these are all these antlers are smooth as hell. I guess these antlers came yeah. together, and there was so much shit up here that he really couldn't get to the bases, <laughs> like you can in these yeah. old deer. Just that was so. Beautiful. That's the biggest shed you've ever found. Eighty-two and four, and then Matt Pavlik found the year before his other side, which is a, not that one. That nope. one. The year before he found that, it's a that he was a very respectable deer then obviously with all the characteristics you want he's got a bladed beam he's pretty heavy for a younger mm-hmm. buck he's got a kicker already split brow starting you got a bot hole too yeah that that shed's wow. beautiful i mean that's that's where it's at right there is that the biggest Something shed we found in the group of it. yeah that's yeah nick <laughs> found one that was like mid 70s at his farm on a buck that we don't know much about dropped mm-hmm. it on camera actually yeah. Late season a couple years ago. Big funky buck. It went like 73 or 74. My biggest one was probably from the 13 point. He's probably like 60 some inches because the giant eight points that I found were so chewed up. Like, so yeah, if so we did actual, down. if we if we fudged the guess on those eight points, it might be yeah, your biggest one. But that beam up there. The bigger sheds are honestly easier to find. 
I don't. Oh, I've yeah. never. I found a couple spikes. I've never found a button buck. People find button bucks. I found a few spikes. Yeah, where they just yeah. find a little thimble. It's yeah. probably the most obvious thing you've ever said. The bigger ones are easier to find. <laughs> no way. But it is true. Like, but there's also the bigger sheds are way easier them. to find. Well, and let's talk about. So this deer, he shed this, but then he was seen with his other side a couple weeks later. Yeah, he walking like this. Yeah, right. His <laughs> other side was bigger than that. So, so that was, eighty-two inch side, his other side was bigger. So after he shed this side, he was seen on the hoof carrying his other side. Like a couple weeks later, I think it was after he found this. Yeah, we never, we never saw. And it was a mile. No, away. no one ever, no one else ever found that shed. And the Saint Louis probably what? I don't know, seven pounds maybe. Yeah, more than five. Yeah. I, so he's walking around it's all lopsided. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So sometimes the deer drop the antlers right away, and sometimes they carry them for weeks. Um, we could touch real quick. Most of our sheds are pretty clean. If you look at the base, not a lot of skull. Every once in a while, we'll find an antler it's like, that has a lot of yeah. skull this popped out. got a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that one's got a little bit more. Can which you just is imagine so weird. that falling off your head, though? So they say that if some, some deer... They're not quite ready to shed. It's like a tooth, I think. You know, they're you getting ready to shed. Pull your tooth off and it'll bleed. Right. They're getting ready to shed, but like maybe they lock up with another buck or they hit it on something. Pops off. And it pops off before it's quite ready and it takes a lot of stem with it. They say those bucks can get infections and die. Well, because they so that say. That could explain miss. You know, you find match set. Of, you find a shed off a buck and never see him again. It could be because he pulled off too much. Well, they try to say that it's painless, but a lot of these deer <laughs> bleed a lot too. So yeah, it's got to be painful when they're knocking them off. It's bleeding, and you should I can't imagine. Them. I mean, you're painless. ripping like some of them. I've seen like a half an inch, three quarter of an inch. But then there's out like of a their bl- skull, and there's a blood trail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> like, it's like, when hurt. it's snowy like this, and you're checking beds, and the snow is melting. If you come across blood, follow it yeah. because you know. Yeah, have you ever found one on a blood trail? Would you say? I don't know if I've ever found. I've seen blood trails, but we don't know if that's from does or what the deal is. With I've that. seen blood trails. I don't think I've ever followed a blood trail to a shed, and I have found some. I found some good sheds in the snow, and I don't recall ever. But seeing we, blood we have found them. bloody sheds, like the moose shed I found yeah. was bloody and stinky still. Yep, it was also eighty degrees. That didn't help. No, no. But that's a lot of our stories. Yeah, there's. Uh, we don't have to go too far, and we've covered most of the bucks that we have. And I would say good stories. About. Would you say it's fifty-fifty? The deer we've killed, we have sheds from. Recently, yeah. From. Like so, we got the, my last two bucks. We have three sheds from. Yeah, one have, from twenty twenty-two, two from my twenty twenty-three buck. I don't know. Do we have any from my twenty twenty-one seven point? I don't think so. I don't think so. And you I don't, know, I don't have any sheds from Traveler or Massey. So only Dad's buck for me. So you know, it's one thing one I don't think three. I've ever done in my life that I know of is I don't think I have sheds from a, deer you a killed. buck I've killed. That would make and that would make sense with the way you hunt because you're you're, you're a little killing, more all over the place. Yeah, so. you're killing your deer. Yeah, peak but I rut. shed hunt them. You yeah, but you kill your deer November sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth peak yeah. rut. Those deer might not be. Fully living on your property, yeah. they're not sinking, they're, you know. They're it's no. a rut. Well, zone. I know where it's at, and I know where they they winter themselves. I just can't get in. It's there. very frustrating to me when I can't find a shed I that know. I think I should. And I'm I in really, the, I'm in that situation with two bucks this year, and that bothers me. I don't I, think I don't think I've ever killed a buck in November. Yeah, you did November 9th. Which one was that? Your first one. No, that was on Halloween. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was Halloween. Really? Yeah. The earliest we were at the Arter's farm. And then I've shot, thing. and I've shot three in gun season: one October sixteenth, and then one January whatever, twenty ninth. So I've never only, shot one in November. I've only killed. I've November. got October, November, December. I don't have January or February. I have October. I have November seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. You have September. I do have one September. You shot late one September. September. This that was stinky. early season. Yeah, his, his September buck was. He tried yeah. to eat it. Remember, he tried to eat it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your mule deer, your mule deer was September. Well, I've, I'm talking whitetails. Yeah. Yeah. I shot a mule deer in August. I've killed a couple whitetails in January. Killed I've the killed one ten. The but one I've never killed a buck. Late only, season behind my mother in law's house a couple years ago. That was January. Only January for me. Only one buck. So one buck, one shed, <laughs> one turkey, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of ones. Yeah, you got your first of a lot of things going on here. Yep. I'm gonna shoot turkey at the recurve this year. No, you're not. You watch me. <laughs> Do we have anything else shed hunting we want to talk about besides the fact that this year's been slow so far? But yeah, I've only got the conditions haven't been great. Still, I haven't even I've been, been out. seeing a lot of deer holding. I've only found two old ones this year. It's so. early. It's February 17th. A buddy of mine that is yeah. the shed guru that goes a lot. He hasn't. I mean, he's found a couple, but he hasn't yeah. been hunting, looking for them. It's already. still early. It's real early. And yeah. I will say, this is going to be a weird opinion, but it's one of those weird Caleb knickknacks, I guess. <laughs> I actually enjoy watching some of these shed hunting videos that come out this time of year uh, from on YouTube and stuff. There's some really good videos of shed hunting, and I, I like to pay attention to where these people find their sheds. Honestly, it's a lot of fun for me to watch those types mm-hmm. of videos. The one thing I will say is none of them are from Ohio. They're no. all Midwest. Oh, no. They're all Iowa, Kansas, some Illinois. The best. Barstool just put out an Illinois one, and they found a couple. And it, it was similar terrain to us. But The best farm I've ever shed hunted was Brad's place down. It was his uncle's place yeah, before yeah. he passed away. Dude, and we went in there. We First year, we found 16 sheds in a day, one farm. Couldn't hunt it. And then next year, we found like 18. Year after that, we found 10. And it was unbelievable it always it seems like stupid the f- it always seems like the first hunt or the first time first time or two you go into a new farmer's when you find yeah. the most like well no one hunted this farm as a sanctuary the farm near us with the um business owner that has a large lake and a lot of property and a new house that we do our gun hunting stuff on some of our videos the first time i walked in there was labeled yeah, you were fine i was just tripping on them in the open yeah three or four in an hour you, you know? could tell a property that doesn't get shut <clears> on it because yep. you can find well, that's and you'll find different hiding. year old sheds. So you'll find one that's a year old or four years yeah. old. Or... Yeah, it's these sheds are going to be there until turkey season. We've had a lot of guys hunting around us pick up sheds of bucks that we're looking for or sheds you know that we wanted to find when they're out turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of guys up here that are shed hunting our areas until turkey season. And, then and, and I find a couple during turkey season and every year. Sometimes Caleb does get a little antsy and shed hunts a little early. Yeah, so this so that year, may keep us from signing some sheds because you bumped those deer away. This year's unique, like we talked about, because we have only one buck that we really care about finding. Yeah. On the one section of our farm, there's really only one buck that we care about finding. There's a there's a bunch of two year olds, but there's no three year olds. There's one four year old, and as soon as that four year old disappeared off cameras for four, three or four days straight, I went in and started looking because that's my best key that I have. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I, I thought I did a lot of research and I thought. He had shed, but now I'm starting to second guess myself, and maybe he didn't shed, maybe so he I just screwed moved. it up. I don't think that was him. It, that yeah, I don't like think that the ear, more I look because yeah. it, it's almost exactly like that. Yeah, the more I look, I don't think I have a picture of him well, shed, but so he we, did disappear from camera. Yeah, so. we did find out that the deer has a split ear, right? That's what you're referencing. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call uh, it a split ear, but he's got a chunk. Like a little it's almost button. like a squirrel bit it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's he, not, he caught a tine. I think my Indiana buck had it. It's almost like that. Yeah, he caught it. He caught a tine, nothing, or it could be hair that's different color it's hard yeah. to tell yeah so but he definitely has a little distinctive from that shed buck you have and thought was him and the other buck that we went in the wounded one that we know for a fact shed in january 
I went in, we went into two focused hunts like I talked about, but then we backed out because there were still three or four other bucks that we want to find still holding. So we mm-hmm. backed out of there, haven't been in there in a, over a week. Probably go in there in a couple of weeks. Once yeah, all this we're going to go in there. I think this snow will melt this week. I think it's, it's going to be 50 something, I think, on Thursday. Uh, me and Nick wanted to spend President's Day shed hunting, but we might be scouting. Five instead. inches of snow outside. I know. I think I'm going to go next weekend. So if it doesn't melt, we might be screwed. So it just depends. You can find sheds in the snow. If it snows like it did today, overnight last night and you let it sit four or five days and there's no f- new snow see the trails you can and, start following oh, yeah. trails and beds but and you feeding. will walk by someone yeah you someone. will walk by sheds that are either buried from before or fell too deep but a big shed like this is going to stick out mm-hmm. you're going to find it so just because it's snowing doesn't mean you can't shed hunt it's just fresh snow is a bitch and there is something about picking up a big shed that makes that deer more impressive so this deer probably 140 inches but this shed just seems huge yeah when you pick up an antler so then when you pick up a shed from a 190 inch deer yeah it's like a dinosaur bone like (laughs) giant doesn't even look real i'll probably never find a shed that big ever again a there's no sheds i could possibly find that size here yeah Yeah, any interest in destination shed hunting because i know a lot of people will sneak into metro parks and i know a lot of people go to public land and some people just go to parks where you're allowed to kind of look but technically not allowed to take sheds I would be interested in shed hunting where we go and hunt in the fall, PA, Indiana, West Virginia. And Mm -hmm. we do do some shed hunting in West Virginia. But I don't, with with the way life is and how busy we are and kids and traveling and work and all this stuff, people make fun of our jobs. But we actually do have to work in the off season. It's the same thing. It's hard to make it happen. Same thing with scouting. Like, we would love to go for five days in July, find some velvet deer, find some sign, just like we would love to go to Utah for five days in July. I looked at flights the other day, $600. Not (laughs) happening. I'm going to look again. One good day at the casino and you'd be in, bro. I've. I'm gonna look again closer to season, but I mean it's a long flight out there. You have to rent a car. That's what I was looking Unless at. someone can drop us off, but I'd love to be able to take water up the mountain. And That's what I thought. Cash. That's Cash what I was thinking. That is a why don't conversation we, for another day. Why don't we pay that guy to take some water up for us? Yeah, I have. I'll pay him. We do do a lot of shed hunting in Virginia bucks. when we go down in the spring <laughs> and summer. We just don't find a lot. Yeah, I, I did take a trip to Indiana in the in the like early late summer, early fall to scout this year. Didn't find any sheds. You found a t- you found the tip of a. It's I don't it, know. It might be in your in truck. Truck in your truck. You found a tine in Indiana when we were in hunting. a creek bed. Yeah, no other deer sign to be seen for miles. <laughs> and I find a broken off tine. Could have been from a spike. Could have been from a two hundred inch deer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, this year we might take a little advantage of trout fishing. We never do. We need to scout for deer and turkeys when we go trout yeah. fishing. I still have cameras All we want to do is drink beer. Well, usually fish. Yeah. the past couple of years. <laughs> we don't even fish anymore. The past couple of years drive, we drink beer. We, we drive all our crap up there, park it, and then just drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Set up tents and cook food and drink Put beer. a line in. Yeah. That's, it. I fit, that's what I do. I, I still have. Usually, there's oh, birds uh, gobbling all day. over, but the past couple of years there has not been birds gobbling. That's no. you guys. I won't be there this year. So. Last year I was fishing opening more uh, the first day we got there, and I had salt gobblers. Every year I swear the river. Yeah, I was fishing. Yeah, I saw that. There's yeah. always turkeys gobbling, but it's early. It's before turkey season. Starts. They don't start. Their till season's May 1st. late. Yeah, they don't start. It goes till Memorial weekend. Yeah. And we're down there second week of April usually, so we're two weeks before season. Mm-hmm. And we know what that means here. Turkeys can move a lot in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Especially big mountain birds up there. All right, guys. That's our shed hunting podcast. I don't think we have anything else for yeah, that. This is uh, Deer Shot Podcast episode 30, and we are out. Out.